0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 15 of Millennial Gaming Speak. I am your host, Logan Moore, and with me this week is Max Roberts. Hello. And for the first time ever, we have a guest on our show, all the way from Vegas. Wah, 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 wah. Trevor Thompson, a friend I met at the IGN house party. Hey, Trevor, how's it going? Yeah,
1: it's going pretty good. It's going pretty good. Thank you for having the- me on.
0: Yeah, no problem. It's I told you when I met you that I wanted to have you and Tyler, another person we met out there, on the show at some point. I actually haven't talked to Tyler in a couple of weeks, but
1: I live in the I same wanted... city as him, and I have not seen him since we've been back. <laughs> I'm
0: yeah, I, mean, I want I wanted to have both you guys on at some point, so maybe like we can do that.
2: Really. Look at you making all those connections out in San Francisco.
0: We can do a we can do a four person podcast sometime. Maybe. Oh my gosh! I don't know if Tyler knows what he's doing with podcasting though. I but, barely um... know
2: what I'm doing, so I is... yeah. All really, all we have is a microphone and recording software that's free off the internet. I mean, and, and Skype yeah. to see each other. You don't, other, so. you don't really need much more. Very true. Very true.
0: But yeah, so Trevor's going to join us this week, uh, break down the news like we always do, and then he's brought along a topic to discuss at the end of this episode. So going to have one more topic than normal this week. Um, but yeah, besides that, it should be a good uh, show. We're excited to have somebody else on the show for once, because I'm sick of hearing Max's voice, and I'm sick of... I'm sure he's sick of hearing my voice, so... No,
2: I actually... I'm not sick of hearing your voice, Logan, but it's nice to know that's how you feel. Well, I'm sorry. I do... Fif- before before we dive into the news, I, I did not have the privilege to go to San Francisco and go to a house party at IGN uh-huh. and stuff. Um, so I, I actually literally just met Trevor five, ten minutes ago. Like, Yeah. yeah. Something yeah, like uh, we're, we're on we're on
1: minute fourteen
2: of the curious, Skype call, like, so Yeah, so I was just curious, like <laughs> what you do, Trevor, if you go to school. Yeah, uh, like I mentioned about you had a podcast. Self. Uh just tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Alright, alright. Well, my name is Trevor. I live out here in Vegas. Uh going to UNLV, University of Nevada, Las Vegas for school. Uh majoring in English, and uh in a month I'll be leaving to go study abroad in the Czech Republic for nine months. Very so, cool.
2: I've always wanted yeah. to do study abroad, like Australia or something. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you would really want to do it anymore,
0: it. Max, if you find out how many games he's going to have to miss out by going there.
2: Uh, we were talking g- about this uh, in Vegas. He's going to have to hurt. miss
1: all of his fall's games. I'm, I'm missing Fallout 4, and that, that why, really hits me hard. Why do you have to miss it? Because, like, I won't have access to really anything like i could ship games out there if i really wanted to like take my ps4 and i kind of do but at the same time it's like i would have to buy a tv put it in my room assuming that i would even like (laughs) be able to do any of this like be able to get it out there stuff like that so
2: oh my gosh no So i'm gonna have
1: quite the backlog when i get back
2: so so you missed fallout phantom pain battlefront You'll oh, yeah. be here
0: for a couple days for Phantom Pain.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'll have,
1: three da- I'll have uh, three days to play through Phantom Pain. I'll just marathon it. it. I'll ma- yeah, no, I'm, gonna no, marathon I'm not even going
2: to try. Oh, gonna try. <laughs> Gosh, that, game's, that game looks huge. Oh, it yeah. just looks utterly absurd.
0: Did you say yeah. you're going to be back in time for Uncharted? Even though I know we don't have a date for it yet. Didn't you say um, that's what you're aiming for at least or something like that?
1: Yeah, I'll be back in May, so I assume I assume that'll be after Uncharted comes out. Yeah, it'll probably um, be out already. But... I feel like
2: Uncharted's a spring release unless they push it back again.
1: Yeah. And that's, um, like, yeah. the big problem is that, like, I, I'm already thinking about which game I'm going to play first when I get back. And it's going <laughs> to be Fallout, and it's going to be Fallout, which sucks because then I won't play any other game for another six months probably, so. Oh
0: my God. I had a See weird... You're... I had a weird dream kind of like this the other night where I went to pr- jail in my dream and I was actually thinking in my head while I was in prison, oh, how many games am I going to miss while I'm in jail? Yep. <laughs> that was like an actual thought I had
2: in my dream. Jail problems. So, yeah, jail oh my- problems. See, I'm I'm sort of glad that I don't have this love of Fallout because it would come out it w- it's coming out this year and I feel like I wouldn't be able to play all the other games I actually want to play. I f- so I'm kinda glad I don't have to worry about Fallout, instead I have to worry about the Phantom Pain and Mario Maker taking over the rest of my year. Mario yeah. Maker. Oh my gosh, Mario Maker's gonna be so good.
1: Yeah. But but yeah, I mean then I record a podcast with my friend. Uh we try to shoot for once a week, but that never happens. Uh it's <laughs> so called cute. it's called Even Played, we're on episode fifty seven, I think, now. So Fifty
2: seven, solid number. Yeah
1: yeah so we've been going for a while uh we have not been recording it for 57 weeks though so we've missed many many weeks uh <laughs> so yeah we're we're like almost two years into it now i think which is crazy to think about um but yeah so there's that and then i don't know just just living life out here getting ready to leave
2: so do you, do you uh are you playstation xbox or nintendo definitely playstation or pc uh playstation
1: definitely playstation yeah
0: I'm it beyond four hundred, Max. Come on. Well, I mean, we I that was unlocked, also unlocked two hundred. Thank yeah, you
2: very that's, much. Yeah, that's yeah.
1: Right. But we talked about this. We're yeah. like, who's really here for unlocked? There was like one kid in an unlock shirt, and we're like, good for you, good for you.
2: I, I, I sometimes I like unlock. It depends on the week. Sometimes I like unlocked yeah. more than beyond. It just, I think Ryan McCafferty is a better host.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's better. I like better the personality on, the rails, on
2: but... Beyond more.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, one of these days, we just got to talk about that trip on, on a podcast, even if it's, like, an a offshoot. Because I feel like that entire weekend was a mixture of us just hanging out and talking and us coming up with convoluted plans to get me to underage drink. So, <laughs> yeah. um, which is... Essentially, yeah, that, exactly what it was. was that exact.
0: was what you and Tyler did to allow you to get into the after party with Damon. Was
2: probably one of the funniest things of the whole weekend, oh, and okay. it
1: worked, and it totally worked.
2: Uh, all right. Well, you can't just name drop something like that and then not tell. So fair people. enough. So fair enough. Tyler was Tyler was twenty. You want me to tell you, Max? I I I want to hear Trevor tell the story because you, Logan, all you right. just turned twenty one before that trip yeah like it was like three days before that trip yeah yeah okay so so
1: so i'm 18 years old so i i am not old enough to drink so we were trying to figure out how to get me into the after party because it was at a bar and there was like i feel really bad because like all of the under 21 year olds were like talking about what we're gonna do while everybody else is at the after party and i totally ditched them like and I was kind of like in charge of it. They were like, they were like, "Hey, like, are we still gonna do that meetup?" And I just never messaged him back because I'm like, I gotta get into this thing. So oh, wow, nice. We get to the, we get to this bar. It has the big sign outside, outside says "No one under twenty one allowed." So I walk in. No one cards me when I walk in. But I'm like, okay, there's a good start. There's a good start. So I walk it, but so I walk in with like of so people too. Yeah. So we're hanging out there, and the show Damon show is gonna be on the second floor. So we have to like. So, cause they reserved the whole top floor. So we're just waiting down there for them to like open up a stairs so we can go up. And then we realize that they've started carting people as they go up the stairs. Cause they realized a bunch of us walked in without getting carded, And we're like, ah, like we're not going to, this isn't going to work. It's not going to work. So we're talking about how we're going to make this work. And <laughs> so then Tyler goes, Hey, I'm going to go over there. They're going to check my card and they're going to give me a stamp. I'm going to run back over here as quickly as possible and we're going to slam our wrist together and tr- and hope that the stamp just comes off on your wrist. And I'm like, all right. All right, we're going to So right Tyler <laughs>
2: Tyler's old enough?
1: Yeah, Tyler's 20. Okay, so, yeah, Tyler's okay, so the
2: stamp indicated you were old enough.
1: The stamp indicated that you got that, yeah, that you got your card checked and that you were good to go up. So no way. he oh, runs over gosh. and he, and he slams his wrist on me. And I have this like just deformed, just awful ink smudge on my wrist. <laughs> now. And I'm like, I'm like, they're not going to buy it. There's no way they're going to buy this. So, but I'm like, we got to try. And then I lean over to my friend, Steven. Uh, and he has a vodka soda. I'm like, Steven, give me your drink. That way, when I walk up, it'll look like I already ordered from the bar. So I already got carded. <laughs> He's like, okay. So my plan was if they asked for my card, I'm going to say, like, oh, like, I have the stamp, and if they say that it's not acceptable, I'll be like, okay, let me go get my cards at the bar. I'll go to the bar, I'll hang out there for a second, and then I'll leave, because at that point, there's no way I'm getting in So <laughs> I, I walk up there, and, I like, my heart is pounding. I'm like, we got to do this. Like, my night will be ruined if I do not get in here. And they're like, all right, if you have a stamp, get in this line. If you still need to get carded, get in this line. So we're like, okay, I get in the line with the stamp. I just walk by the guy, sipping on, sipping on some vodka soda, hold up my wrist, and he just lets me right on through. And I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> oh,
2: my And I, I get up
1: there. I immediately find Logan. I, like, tap him on the shoulder, and he's like, how the hell did you do that? And I'm like, <laughs> I have no idea. Like, we just lucked out so bad. And the rest of the night, like, I could I would just go up to the bar and, like, order shots, and they wouldn't card me because they assumed everyone up there was 21, so... You
0: and Max Scoville ordering shots together. Yeah, that,
1: yeah. that was mostly Tyler. He got... That was, with max yeah, yeah he got
0: wasted yeah you weren't as much worried about getting in the drink as you were just getting in period i think yeah I you, you just, just didn't want like, to have to
2: that's yeah. an incredible
0: story that's yeah awesome. we did yeah. you you me tyler and uh steven need to just like have a podcast sometime where well, we just so all talk officially, about that you're weekend. officially kicking me off i invited you to come to
2: san francisco max I, it's, you didn't go so, I, I it's not that i didn't want to it's just the funds were not there
0: start saving up we'll go next
3: year
2: yeah
0: they said they're gonna do it next year maybe they they want to for sure with nvc which would
2: be cool because i love love me some nvc nvc is my favorite though out of all three of their podcasts like game podcast
0: i think you crazy
2: anyway i love jose
0: the best podcast is this one and so now we're going to get into actual segments on our show um that was a great transition um so yeah as always we start with news we had a little bit more news this past week, Max. Better than last week. There was nothing last week. I don't even last know week. how we oh, okay. talked about news. It was a crawl. Um but yeah, so I guess our first news story of the week was something Max thought was already confirmed. I thought was already It was mostly confirmed. Um but so EA has this whole EA Access system that's exclusive to Xbox One. Um it allows games to come new games that EA releases to come to Xbox One a week earlier. Uh, than on playstation so if you are a, a subscriber to ea access you can in a sense play games earlier um so everybody was wondering during e3 is battlefront going to be an ea access game are we going to get first access to it on xbox and this past week ea confirmed that it will be coming to xbox one first in some sort of way because the ea access system is weird what do you want to say max
2: because you, you mentioned at E3 everyone's asking, and that's where I thought it was actually confirmed because I heard people talking about how you know it's an EA game, so it obviously should come on EA Access. That's why I actually thought it was already confirmed, but like you told me, apparently it wasn't. And it's kind of interesting because Sony has sunk all the money into the, marketing the advertising port. for this yeah, Battlefront yeah. game. So it's this, this, it's this weird dynamic where it's going to be... I'm curious if Xbox is going to be able to have online advertisements and commercials saying like play it on Xbox now with ea access a week before everyone else on PlayStation I doubt they will honestly um I'm curious to see i, those I don't i don't think' i, don't, I wonder
0: I don't think they can probably directly market it but um I bet e a can in some sort of way um, I don't know how that would work but um the other interesting thing about ea access is that it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily open up the full game for you to play right away. Um, I know with the Dragon Age Inquisition last year, they had EA access on it, but you were only allowed to play like I want to say anywhere from five to ten hours before it put a lock on it. So it's essentially yeah. almost it's a, a glorified. Demo. Yeah, it's a glorified demo. It is the full game. It is the full retail game. But in some cases, you can only play so much of it. Uh, and it's also not always necessarily a week before release there's been other games that have been a day before release two days before release five days before released um, so I mean it's really just gonna depend on what EA decides to do with it um, and the fact that like we said Sony is the one who's put them put the money behind the marketing for this game um, it's going to be really interesting so I wouldn't expect I wouldn't expect to see it a week early uh, I do I'd probably lean towards maybe a day or two. And even then I I'm wondering if there will be a time limit on how much you can play. Yeah. Um t- Trevor, do you have an Xbox? Uh no,
1: on. I don't know. We have one in the house now, but it's not mine, so.
0: Okay. I didn't mm. know. I'm Max, I'm like Xbox-less. I know you don't have an Xbox either. Would this make you want to buy it on Xbox by chance?
2: Like EA access sounds cool and I do think uh, like streaming games in an all digital library is kind of where the industry is headed, but like I love the idea of HBO now where I can pay 15 bucks a month and I get all of HBO whenever I want, wherever I want. And, yeah, access is sort of similar to that, but with games. But I don't know if I I would do that with the games because the, I, I don't know. It feels weird. It feels like a, a long term rental. And like if I ever yeah. got rid of it, I would lose access to all the time I put into say Dragon Age Inquisition. You or... still have to buy the games too if I'm correct, don't you? I'm not really super
0: familiar with this system. I think you still have to purchase them. So
2: then it's just glorified I... demo streaming? I don't know. Do you know Trevor?
1: I think it's similar to PlayStation Now
2: where it's mm.
0: like yeah,
1: you it's like maybe a rental cost or something like that, but um, it could just be a like, the demo system you're talking about with, like, Dragon Age, where it's, like, you get, like, 5-10 hours, whatever it was, like, yeah. something like that, like, um, I'm not totally positive, but I know that the reason that EA Access is not on PlayStation is because Sony had PlayStation Now, and mm-hmm. they they refused to uh, allow EA, EA to put EA Access on PlayStation, which is really just, this is just an example of that decision kind of biting them, because they're putting all this advertisement into Battlefront, and now it's turning around and going to be on xbox first and even like just a few days and even if it's only like a few hours like there's still that like that mindset and people seeing like oh you know uh, microsoft still has it they still have all the early shooters like that kind of thing
2: it it also like that that could push people that are aware of ea access and have it on their xbox ones and how much it's pushed will know that Battlefront's coming first and that could lean them to purchase it digitally on their xbox and ea access gives you a free
0: trial too so if you do have both yeah, an so xbox and a ps4 i mean you might just end up downloading a trial for ea access get battlefront as like part of it for that month when you decide to uh, use your trial and then in the end you might just decide to stick with it so yeah i mean i agree with i agree with each trevor i think it's kind of biting playstation in the butt uh, then again, it's only going to be five to seven days at most, and yeah. even then there might be a time cap on it. Like, I, I'm like, curious I, to
2: see because it is—it's an online shooter as well, you know. Unless yeah. the online portion's locked out of the demo, but you know, no, there's no the way the online be... community could really build on Xbox before PlayStation and PC. And I'm curious to see if those that has an impact in the end game, you know, of Battlefront, like way down yeah. the line, because I know PlayStation i would. aren't they getting exclusive content yeah of some sort
0: they haven't said yet though so
2: So. you know i think it depends a where your friends are b if that digital content matters to you like and how much of a star wars fan you are because they haven't even announced like if there will be a collector's edition which i would assume there is they have i think they have really It's either, uh, there's either,
0: there's some sort of like $80 version. I don't know if it's I think that's like the one edition. with the season
2: pass. I'm talking like one that comes in like an X-Wing case or something. Because <laughs> the movie comes out. It comes with an X-Wing. Like a month later. One free X-Wing. <laughs> oh risen gosh. from the bogs of Dagobah. But you have to use the force to lift it out. I just, I'm curious to see if this actually has an impact on the Xbox player base versus the PlayStation player base. I mean, like, I have I both systems. I think those systems. numbers would be interesting.
0: I have both systems. I'm still going to get it on PS4. And it's for the reasons you mentioned. One, because of exclusive content. Uh, and two, because my friends. So, I mean, I think it comes down to that more than anything. I mean, if anybody is really making basing their decision off of just a couple days of gameplay. I mean, I, I want the game, but considering it also comes out... This is the other thing that I forgot to bring up. If it, if it was to come out the week before, what it's, what's the week before on the game release schedule? it's fallout uh, and it's tomb raider yeah yeah oh. so if you're that thirsty to play battlefront and you don't care about fallout and tomb raider then well, you might just go to xbox and be fine that's with the that. thing
1: though because like there are a lot of people who are just thirsty for battlefront it's it's the shooter fans like the shooter guys are like like and, are gonna be all over this game as soon as they can
2: yeah and the beautiful thing is it's it's not just the shooters it's it's the the Star Wars fans, and it's the people that played yeah. Battlefront one and two way back in the day with their friends. I have my friend Josh is dying to play Battlefront. That's that's the game he cares about this year because he played Battlefront one and two. Which and, you know, Josh is it? Josh Peck? I is saw it, it. I saw it as soon as he <laughs> said it. I looked over at him, and he was, I could see it in his eyes. No, no, no. It's not Josh Peck. Although Josh he's... Johnson.
0: He used to pitch for the Miami Marlins. And then later the Blue Jays. I think he pitches for the Padres now, but he's not
2: very good. Uh, no, it's it's no famous Josh, no Josh, you know. no baseball players, nothing. Oh I saw Josh Peck one time at a comic comic convention,
0: and he has a really big head, like they always say on the on oh. that on Drake and Josh. Yeah, yeah. He he is. They always say you have a large head. He has a really huge head. He he does have a huge head. He slimmed out though. He's he's much. He did. He did. He's, he's also a, he's really short. He's a good looking man. Short. Yeah, he's shorter than me. Really? He looked like he was about five oh, ten. I always thought he was
1: like
2: I thought he was like over six foot. Yeah, he yeah. always he, the camera man. It makes you look taller. Yeah, he, I think he was shorter than me. I don't know. He's got it was some like new show year. coming out on Fox. I think with uh, John Stamos from Full House. Oh yeah. I think I saw a commercial for uh, that. They're in a show maybe. for that. It's like called Grandfathered or something. I don't know. But he's a funny. Jeez, oh, he's a we're funny guy, made, man. We're Folling getting into, into like John Twitter Stamos something. territory on this show. Hey, John Stamos, man, Full House. If, ja- I mean, if
1: John Stamos is not mentioned on an episode of a podcast, then you have a problem. That's, John, oh gosh, that's Full House. True. Is I
2: watch Full House all the time, man. Full House all the time. I think I've seen I'm every play. episode.
1: We need a Full oh, House Telltale game.
0: Oh my goodness. There that would so be many, awesome.
2: That there would, so would be amazing. I I love Marty Marty Sleeve's idea for a Scooby Doo telltale game. Oh, that would be so good. That would be good. Cause like, That'd be real awesome. Each they could do they could mix the original cartoon with the latest one, the Mystery Incorporated, where there is one main villain threading all these mysteries, but each episode until the final one could just be like you know the creeper and you like the whole episode is just one mystery but there is one string that kind of connects them all and that's all built up to the end because that would be sweet man because each episode would feel like complete in itself but then there's just this meta that connects it all i think that would be awesome hey Um, Scooby Doo. as long as every
0: episode would end with the bad guy saying you meddling kids that'd be fine with me
2: I just, yeah. uh, but the camera, the camera would, like, z- it would zoom in on the villain. He would be looking at at the player. He would be looking and pointing at the player, instead of the gang. Breaks so you, the third oh Breaks gosh, the fourth. wall Breaks the fourth wall. That uh, there's so much humor you could have with that too. Uh.
0: wow. We uh, went from Josh Peck to Josh John Stamos to Full House to Telltale to Scooby Doo. It's a beautiful, beautiful. Oh, that was oh, a good two minutes of the show. Um, Alright, so Tomb Raider. Yeah, I was oh going to say, God. transitioning to other Xbox things that aren't really Xbox re- exclusive anymore. Uh, we finally mm-hmm. got news this past week that Rise of the Tomb Raider isn't going to be completely exclusive on Xbox One. Um, it will be coming to PS4 and PC. Uh, it will be coming to play PS4 in 2016, holiday 2016, and PC in early 2016. Uh, Microsoft said they only had a year of exclusivity. It's, for the title. Was the,
2: so, was this a surprise to anyone? Nope. No. Nah. It I think the bigger surprise is, is that they didn't say it initially or well, that was to the launch. Well, that was why it didn't
0: surprise me. Like if they would have said something up front, then I mean, yeah, I
2: don't know. I'm I'm wondering cuz I always I, I assumed knew. that the rise of the tomb raider would be exclusive to Xbox One and then the definitive edition would be the one that came to PlayStation. Yeah, that's right. That's as well. kind of what I that's the loophole I thought was going on, but it sounds like Rise of the Tomb Raider is like in itself coming. But at that it point, didn't. we're gonna get the definitive edition with better hair physics at that point, And then we'll <laughs> get it. I'm surprised PC isn't closer though, because Xbox or Microsoft is pushing that like Windows Ten streaming and stuff, and like yeah, compatibility yeah. across.
0: A lot. They said early twenty sixteen, so who the heck knows what that is. Someone said, and they'll still have something to contend with Uncharted. I've really seen it on PC earlier, so that's actually he, probably a good move.
2: Yeah, but the PC versus PlayStation audience, I think, is smaller. Than, yeah. still gives still gives them something. Because at that. I mean, by the time the PC version comes out, and especially the PS4 version, reviews will have hit. People will know how this game goes on. They'll know if there's any DLC coming, like, story-wise, because I know they didn't do story content for the last one, but they could for this one. You know, we will know this game's kind of end plan by the time it hits PS4. So... Yeah. It's just... Because I really want the game, and... Just get an Xbox already. Kevin. get an Xbox this no. Christmas. Just do it. No, there's, there's probably other things I should get for Christmas. Um, but...
0: The one thing that sucks about this to me is that I was really hoping this game would get pushed back. And I feel like now that they have announced this, there's no way it's getting pushed. It's gonna You're get just get upset swapped. because you have Fallout swapped. and Tomb Raider. Yeah, it's going yeah, to get smashed. <laughs> Fallout's going to crush this. Yeah. Fallout's going to crush this both in sales numbers and in my personal gaming time. I, I I have no like I've said I've said it on the show before. Rise of the Tomb Raider looks awesome. I love the last one. It was probably one of the surprise games of last generation for me. I really, really enjoyed it, but I do not care even a little bit about this game, just because it's releasing the same day as Fallout. I might buy it the same day as Fallout, but it'll be one of those games that I keep in the cellophane wrap for six months before I finally crack it open. Is
2: it though is it because they're two completely different genres. Like, is is the love of Fallout like that huge? Yes. I... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. They're just yeah. both looking at me nodding their heads. M- Max doesn't understand it. He's never played one. He doesn't well, get it. Oh, I, so I've never played it and I'm not too... I've never really played a Bethesda game and I think honestly at this point I probably could get into one because beforehand I just wasn't big on first person games and I wasn't big on open world. And now I... Play first-person games, and I've f- I finished The Witcher three, and I loved it. So clearly, those two mesh together. I I may love Fallout, I just don't know it yet. But I feel like the two of them being different genres. Like if you wanted your action adventure game, I don't think you'd go to Fallout to get that. And I think you'd be okay getting Tomb Raider and playing it, and balancing it by with the, Fallout. By the
0: time I would be finished playing Fallout, <laughs> Uncharted would be released. Exactly, I'd my action that's adventure was fixed. So,
1: yeah, like no, Un- Fallout will Unchar- envelope your life for six months until you know Uncharted's already out, and you're like, "Oh, cool! I'll just jump on Uncharted because this is a franchise that, I mean, as far as PlayStation gamers go, most of them care way more about uh, Uncharted than oh, they do about uh, Tomb Raider." So,
2: yeah. yeah, I if Tomb Raider was coming to PlayStation this year and Uncharted wasn't pushed back, I most certainly would have chosen Uncharted over that. Um Uncharted is, is the reason I have a PlayStation. Yeah. Boo. No, I love Not Uncharted. Wh- I'm just trying Why to mess with you because I. Why else you have a I, PlayStation?
0: Um, Resident Evil, The Last of Us, uh, NBA 2K. You can get, get that on
2: Xbox. Uh, the show,
1: MLB the show. The show.
0: Good man. If uh, if you are uh, a baseball no, I don't, fan,
1: uh, I actually
2: hate sports games, but. Uh, hey, no, I think I really want to have a Rocket topic League on is this show. I've considered. Sports, sports game. games aren't so bad. <laughs> Did you say Rocket League? Yeah, not Rocket
0: League game. is. It's it's sports balling. It's it's. I really want to have a topic sometime of what's your favorite sports game, but I know that would be about a four-second discussion on this show
2: because I'm a big fan I of, of uh, Mario games. Golf.
0: Mario Golf is fun. <sighs> yeah, I, I forgot pr- about that. I still play
2: NBA 2K Two K probably two to three hours a week. Does Mario Kart count?
0: Yeah, that'd
1: count,
2: I guess. Is this a racing Maybe. game? It's a racing sim. Does,
1: fa- does Fallout count as a as a
2: sports game? <laughs> Everything yeah, counts as a sport. You know, speaking of racing yeah, yeah. sims, there was a price error a couple weeks ago on Amazon to get Project Cars, the collector's edition digitally I saw for like that. three bucks. I, I saw picked that. it up, downloaded it. It is the most technical racing game I've ever seen in my life. I played it for five minutes just to see how pretty it was. <laughs> and then I deleted it because I knew I'd never be good at it. Oh
1: yeah, that, five. I, I was five
2: on. minutes for three dollars. Totally worth it. It's, it's a gorgeous exchange. It was. All right. Racing
1: Sims are way above me. So, uh,
0: yeah, I just don't have the time for it. But
2: too, they're too difficult.
0: Things that I don't also have time for include Splatoon, which is getting yeah, an update. These, these segways. I know. I am wor- I've been on working on it.
2: Point. On
0: point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm working on those segways. I'm getting good at it. Max. Splatoon's getting an
2: update this month. Or, uh, it's still uh, July, it's I guess. August. So next month. Yes, so... I believe it was August 7th was the specific day. But Splatoon, Nintendo's third-person shooter, where you are a kid and then you are a squid and then you are a kid and then you are a squid, is uh, it's getting a major update in the ways of what should have come with it at launch, where we're getting friend lobbies finally. Still no voice chat, so it's still sort of pointless but you're getting friend lobbies where there's squad Now you can battle. play with all your friends, Kevin and Josh. Right? Kevin Spacey? yeah. Kevin Spacey? That was one I brought up last Kev- week. Kevin Spacey and... Kevin James. Josh, Josh. Kevin
0: James, who starred in Pixels, which I yeah. brought up last week, which came out in theaters. Wait, Did you saw go see it, Max? Wait, I, I saw, saw that it? No, he didn't
1: yeah, star in Kevin... it. He was the director, wasn't
0: he? Kevin James?
1: No, oh, maybe not the director. He... Did he star in it? Oh,
2: yeah. Kevin he James was, was in Pixels. He was the president of the United States. What? Oh, wow. Oh, Kevin James is the president of America. Did you go see this movie or something? Oh, Why I saw this film. This? Wh- you saw it? Why would oh. you do
1: that to yourself?
2: I have a friend, Landon. Oh, my god. I know you don't know any famous Landons, so Damn it. you I should was, be fine. I was thinking. But Paul Blart
0: is the president?
2: Yeah. He's he's 12 years old, and uh, I went with him and his dad and another friend he has. It's like 12 to go see this movie he he's one of my best friends we hang out play video games all the time but he wanted to see this movie so I went with him to see it oh my goodness his his dad said I was audibly huffing and puffing the entire film (laughs) uh just just to kind of give you a glimpse besides Kevin James being the president uh Qbert a classic arcade game everyone knows he was actually in Wreck-It Ralph uh for a little bit but uh Qbert talks in the film he doesn't just have oh, his little bubble with like asterisk and stuff. Uh, he actually says words, and he also urinates right in front of you. He just stands there, full frontal urination. Are the is his urine pixels? Uh, yes. Well, technically voxels, but yes. Were you just sitting, all... were you
1: just sitting there saying it's not canon the whole time? It's not. <laughs> like, <what's laughs> that entire like,
2: film is, not, is canon. not canon. Adam <laughs> Adam Sandler hit hit on a woman with the line. Nerds are better kissers because we want it more. What? Yes, that was a line of dialogue. Uh okay. they killed Donkey Kong by throwing a hammer into his chest. Wow. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Violent. Um let's see what else. I thought he would just always climb away. qbert turned Once into a sexy ninja female warrior from a game that never existed. Uh, so that the oh, voice that Josh Gad fell in love with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I read about. Voice that. of Olaf fell in love with at the end. He literally turned into her. It that that it, film was Tyrion awful. Tyrion Lannister
1: was in this movie for some reason. He has
2: a mullet and he has the hots for Serena Williams and Martha it Stewart. And oh, and what <laughs> at the end of the film, Martha Stewart and Serena Williams are in the Lincoln Room of the White House. What is it painting, really them? And then they invite Tyrion or Peter Dinklage up to the room so they can have a threesome. What the heck? Peter Dinklage is such a good actor.
1: What is he doing? (laughs) (sighs) The
2: film ends with that, and then Adam Sandler saying, you don't want me to stop being a nerd because I'm a better kisser. He opened and closed the film with with that line.
1: Oh, so Uh... really just bookended it. I I like that.
3: (laughs) Bookended? It's poetic. It really (laughs) is. It it really is.
0: (sighs) It was... I'm sorry, Max, that you had to go see that, but and at least you so. saw your buddy Kevin James on the big screen. God.
2: Kevin James. Kevin James was the president. Kevin James does not need to be the president. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> anyway. Finish telling us
0: about other crappy things related to pixels like Splatoon.
2: Splatoon is not crappy. <laughs> Splatoon is a lot of fun. So I've it's just got so I the it. friends stuff. There's private battle where you can like customize it. It's kinda of, it reminds me of like Halo where you can make lobbies and customize the game mode up to eight people. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can finally select a map during multiplayer now it used to be every hour or two it would rotate in two maps and the, the game would randomly select between those two for the next hour or two Uh uh-huh. and you could just end up on the same map like five times in a row it was awful uh, and then a couple smaller things like there's a new level cap and there's new gear and stuff uh, it's actually a th- th- 30 levels up in the level cap which is kind of a lot but um, and it's all free which is Hooray. a lot of Splatoon it's it's all like.
0: content that should have shipped at launch though is the thing it,
2: it should it? have it should have been at launch a lot of this stuff should have um, I know the DLC they've been rolling out currently has been on disc and they've just kind of yeah. like, been unlocking it which is kind of an interesting strategy to, to keep the illusion that content I mean content is coming but it's technically there to begin with. So Nintendo's keeping the community alive by, you know, putting a gun or two out every week or so. And then maybe now, and then a map and new gear and stuff. But this is kind of the first significant DLC drop. And um, I'm curious to see how these lobbies work out and stuff, and if there's a new spike in the community, and if people really pursue, like, level 50 and stuff. Because I know a lot of people hit 20, and they just kind of keep playing to collect gear and stuff. So I'm curious if this is going to be as substantial as it sounds like it is well
0: i mean people like it so
2: it's a it's a fun great it's it's already got a
0: decent community so Mm. the fact that they're adding more can only help it Mm. from this point so it's interesting but yeah i don't think any of us own it you don't own it do you max uh
2: no i don't own it but my friend landon Landon does and uh, i've played it with him so is it uh, landon donovan I don't – I've never heard of Landon Donovan, but you got to stop. Oh, my gosh. Are you um, just Googling it... Landons? No, Landon Donovan
0: was a soccer player for the oh. U.S. Men's National Team. I don't I, like soccer, though. I soccer did tell sucks. my dad. How did you know the... this?
1: How did you know this? What? How did you know that, this Landon? Uh,
2: how did I know it? Because I follow sports, like, a lot. Oh, man. I told I told my dad I was the Pele of Rocket League the other day. <laughs> And Didn't the only that make... reason I know who Pele is is because the EA dragged him out on their stage for, like, 20 minutes. Dude, I made a sick save the other day. I came up on, over the top
0: of the wall, and I was, I was on the side of the wall, and I came shooting down in front of the goal right as they shot. So I dove off the wall
2: and then fell in front of the goal as they shot, uh, and that was the best save I've ever had. My... My best save was I saw the ball going into the goal and so I rocketed toward it to like try to get close enough to it so I could drift and like hit it back. But I, I misjudged it and I went under the ball. So then I jumped. Bicycle and kicked. I yeah, bicycle kicked it out of the goal. Nice. That uh oh, that felt good.
0: We need to play Rocket League later. Either all yeah. of us or just some of us or something. We'll, well figure it out. That game is last, definitely should last not but jump. not least. I have no transition for this. Um, Street Fighter V. I want to say 4. The PlayStation 4 exclusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had news last week that we forgot to talk about because EVO was two weeks ago or a week and a half ago, something like that. And uh, they announced at EVO that, first off, uh, the game won't be getting any super-duper crazy ultra editions like the past uh, Street Fighter games have. They said that Street Fighter Five was going to be one game that they would update over time. It sounded almost like a MOBA to where you can unlock certain characters either by purchasing them outright with your own money or you could, or your the rate of play, you'll unlock certain uh, currency within the game and the more you play over a certain amount of time, you might be able to unlock more characters or things like that. So it almost sounds like a MOBA. They're just going to continue to update the same game,
2: which it's is a, nice. It's a pretty smart plan to roll out content, I think. For, I'm not a for fighting, a fighting person.
0: Yeah, I'm not a fighting person, but... The one thing that definitely makes me not want to ever even consider being a fighting game player is the fact that they come out with a new version every 8 to 10 months, it seems like. So, I mean, that's nice for me because I remember buying Street Fighter 4, and then I think three months later, Super Street Fighter 4 came out or whatever. One of those one of those after, after editions came out. Yeah. And so I didn't have any desire to play it after that but uh it's got a beta right now i don't know if it's open to anybody who wants to download or if you had to sign up
2: it's a pre-order only beta so you you do have to either pre-order on psn which charges you outright right away um or pre-order from a store or something and then you can log in with that code um the interesting thing i think is the beta is totally broken right now and they're extending it because of this but it It doesn't work. They launched the beta and then hours later closed it down because no one could connect. It was just so... And it wasn't... They were being barraged on the servers with so many people trying to play. It was... Their servers just weren't working. But at E3, Sony was like pushing really hard how they have the... This game is console exclusive to them. All this content's coming. You can play the beta during this day on PlayStation first and then PC later. Like, they were really pushing this beta, and the beta is clearly broken. Like, it should not have launched this week at all. Like, they were not ready for this, and I'm just... This is actually the
0: first I've heard of it being broken
2: right now. Everybody I follow on Twitter who's been playing it,
0: I haven't seen them really complain about it.
2: I think they put it up maybe a day later after they took it off again, and it's still very tough to get a connection, and it's buggy. Which, I mean, a beta is supposed to be buggy, but not being able to connect kind of defeats the purpose of this testing This is like it. Master
0: Chief collection type stuff where you can't even connect to a server to play anybody.
2: Unless no. this is a server test beta where they're just seeing if their servers can handle it, but I doubt that. I think they wanted people to play and provide genuine feedback, but it's yeah. just... Yeah. I don't know. Tri- Do you play fighting games, Trevor?
1: No. I'm actually uh, notoriously bad at them. <laughs> okay.
2: Nice. I just yeah. play Smash. That's That's the closest to a fighting game.
1: That's about all I play.
2: Yeah. That, least... Actually,
0: I think I watched. Uh, didn't you and Steven stream PlayStation All Stars a couple weeks yeah, ago? Yeah. How
1: long, how long did you watch that? Because that stream fell apart real quick. I watched it for probably three minutes. Okay. Yeah. If it, it just fell apart, my internet could not handle it.
0: Okay. It would. Yeah. I watched what? it for just a handful of minutes there, but uh, yeah, it was kind of interesting to watch. It was lagging though. That was, oh I yeah. It was, that it
1: was really bad. But we tried our best.
0: I'll start.
2: But... I I do remember one time with all stars. I had my friends over with their Vitas, and I was on my PS3. And what we did is we didn't create a lobby together. Uh, we all hopped on online to search for a game at the same time, and all three of us ended up in the same exact game because their servers are so empty. <laughs> and we and there was this fourth poor poor unfortunate soul. And all three of us just teamed up on. It. We were all like Kratos Aww. or something, and we all just destroyed this kid. That's a game a I never got into. I never, I never really got into that game. I it's, never played it really. It's it was, it was fun. It's it's a fun game. It's not by no means. I wouldn't go as far as to say it's like a super great fighting game, but it's an interesting take on the Smash Brothers formula. You know, a mascot fighter. It's pretty cool. i I I had played it before, but yeah, I just never. Got to sink my teeth into Gosh. it, but yeah, but you could you could do that though. You could hop on the servers at the same time as your friend, and probably end up in the same game. Yeah, not even be... Yeah, uh, it's wonderful. I'll just
0: stick to Smash, even though I'm not even very good at that. Just gotta keep riding that Ness out. I mean, That's all I can do with that. I've tried to play Street Fighter before. I'm not good at it. I've got Mortal Kombat X. I've played it probably four times. So that was a stupid purchase. But yeah, man. I'll just keep playing Smash Bros.
2: and collecting the amiibos. I think... I. Th- back on the beta like really just briefly though like betas now are kind of the new pre-order incentives yeah and i this was the pre-order incentive for people on in street fighter and it's not working even like a normal beta should and, you know i think of some betas i've played as pre-orders i remember the crew uh that worked fine until i got to an install point and it just like stopped but yeah. I mean, that part worked. Destiny had a super successful beta. What else? What other betas? I don't, I don't there...
0: think that I don't think super successful and Destiny are ever
2: spoken in the same breath, except for the fact that <laughs> it has millions of players regularly and made bajillions of dollars. Bajillions, well, bajillions. B- yeah. bajillions. Bungie first Bungie's... game to ever hit a bajillion. Bungie is honestly rolling in the dough with that game.
1: No, yeah, they probably do. You
2: are, do you play is, Destiny, Trevor?
1: I hate Destiny.
2: No, yeah. no. I told Actually, him that
0: we. I told him that we asked Destin Lagari like, when we met him, why why Destiny blows, and he told us to like leave.
2: Oh well, yeah,
1: because yeah, we were at the we were at the after party, and we we're just like Destin. Why do you like? No, we were talking about like the the DLC, and we're like, oh, is it gonna make the game fun finally? And then he just like <laughs> looked at us, and he's like, okay, I see where this is going. Like. <laughs>
0: Yeah,
2: he, so. he said he'd played it over a thousand hours, didn't oh he? My God. Yeah, Destin, Destin has uh, sunk a lifetime into that game. What a game. waste
0: of a life!
2: No, man. Destiny... Like I was trying to tell you last week, Logan, I really think you should pick up the Taken King thing for 60 bucks. Uh. The whole game, both the LC packs and the Taken King, because Destiny is a completely different game than when it launched. My it really, I mean, to it genuinely me is fun now. If you, play with, if you play with friends, it is a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't but, know. But there are some things in Destiny that will always be Destiny, like RNG, RNG just all the time. I don't know what you're talking about. Just play yeah, to the RNG. Yeah, so Last week you, you started using you know, the Destiny RNG, vernacular, yeah. random random number generator, because your drops are 100% random. Um, and
0: speaking of what, Trevor,
1: uh, I just want to say real quick, I actually have yeah. the Destiny bundle for my PS4, so I have the white PS4. Oh, and- snap. Oh, and I I now have this like this link in my head and like classical conditioning that will never go away. That so <laughs> every time I look at that PS4, I think of Destiny, and it makes me sad. I honestly no, wish that no, I had no. the black PS4 because I just don't. No. I don't want to think about Destiny. I, don't, I just want to forget that it ever existed.
2: <laughs> no, I have. I have, I bought the Ghost Edition. I played the Alpha. I have a T-shirt from the Alpha. I played the Beta. You have a T-shirt from the Alpha. Yeah, it was the it was the one with <laughs> it was the one with Peter Dinklage's character on it, the ghost. Oh it said yeah, that was it. Came from the moon. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then on the I thought you meant says, you
0: had like a, yeah, I thought you meant like when you played
2: it, they shipped a shirt to your house. It said like I played Mm-mm. the Destiny Alpha. <laughs> no, but on the back it does say Destiny Alpha 2014. That's weird. Um, what else? I remember like that's when I first
0: started talking to you because you, you were.
2: Collector's guide. All the really DLC gosh that game is so good
0: alright I'm going to spare us the destiny talk Uh, we're going to take a quick break we'll be right back here in a couple minutes uh, with our topics for the week that's it for the news so hopefully we get some more next week that's a little bit more substantial like this week's was but yeah uh, Trevor Max and myself will be back in just a couple minutes and we will talk through our topics this week which I think are pretty interesting so we'll see you back here in a minute Hello, and welcome back to Millennial Gaming Speak, our special episode where we've got one of those guest people for the first time. Uh, so what we're going trying? into our... Yeah, it is you, Trevor. Uh, yeah. So we're going into our topic segment this week. Uh, we've all three brought a topic to the show this week. So one more than normal. Hooray! Um, as long as Trevor brought, brought a good topic. But I, I think, think he did. I think he um, did. Trevor's is actually kind of much more interesting than the ones that me and Max brought. So we're going to start with hey. his. His is a li- eh, yours isn't that great, Max. Mine's pretty no- sweet. Eh, eh, eh. Um. Anyway, so yeah, Trevor's is kind of political in a sense, sort of, but it doesn't involve yeah, Donald bit. Trump. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Oh, I, would, I would I would love to talk about Donald Trump. You want to talk that about Donald Trump in
0: games? We did say we need to start a political podcast, but I'm not plugged yeah. in enough to start one.
1: That's the thing. Neither am I. So we can just bullshit our way through it.
0: That would actually be kind of interesting. Yeah, we could yeah. just we could call it two People Who Don't Know Anything About Politics" the podcast.
1: We'll, we'll, we'll You'd have it to condense it millennial that. Millennial political speak. Millennial political speak, and then we'll just prove the old people correct that millennials have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah, that, and, that would and work. And don't care about current events.
0: They'll listen to our podcast out of spite to prove that we don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, you, you want to hear these? When we're rolling in that ad revenue. <laughs> yeah, we will get that ad revenue. You want to listen to these stupid twenty sums? And hear who they like to run for president. Donald Trump. Donald Trump is. I really hope Donald Trump (sighs) makes the debates. I really want to see how that goes.
1: I I almost want to make just like a comedy out of our political system by allowing Donald Trump to continue. But at the same time, it scares me how well he's doing.
0: Yeah. At the same time, I think our political system's also almost kind of a comedy before he
2: ever even entered the race. It just
1: makes it so much funnier.
2: Yeah, I I, I don't know. With with my little knowledge of the politics spe- political spectrum like that and stuff, I feel like Donald Trump has a similar thing like Arnold Schwarzenegger did in California when he ran for governor. He's like, oh, this is a famous person. How could they do any worse? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I feel like the idea of Arnold Schwarzenegger being the governor of anything is pretty crazy. Duh. Just like Donald Trump being the president of our country is a little crazy. So i don't know i
0: don't think all right it would be bad it would be pretty rough here's the only thing i would have a huge issue with with trump like up front would just be the fact that he own and he doesn't own but he's the commander-in-chief of the armed forces that's the issue i have above everything else
1: because he would he would use it
0: yeah yeah the the, use it and i think we i don't know i yeah i don't know you got to be careful in political situations the one thing I do love and respect about him, though, and that a lot of people are hating him for right now, is just how blunt he is and how that's, brash he is.
2: I've had someone tell me that before. Like, I love, love straight, just like, he calls it like he sees it.
0: Even if he comes off as a total douchebag, I love that he just says whatever pops into his head. And that's what's going to be what kills him in the end. That's,
2: that's a very dangerous thing to
0: do. But I like that. And I like that he's not really caught up in the political jargon.
1: Well, the problem yeah. is that he's he's going to last... If, if he's dedicated, he's going to last until the primaries, like yeah. until the election for the primaries, because he has all of his own money funding his campaign. Yeah. So he's it's... not, he's not going to run out of funding.
0: Didn't he say something like that? Uh, yeah. He said, he just I have, have all cool... the money. Yeah.
2: He just said something like, I'm rich so I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> and some crazy like thing is though, that he can run funding for his campaign and if he does need money, he can dip into his own pockets. So people, he's his own superpower. People, people can give him money still, <laughs> and he's taking other people's money. But when it comes down to it, if he really does need any more money, he can write himself a check. Yeah, I know is, that my
0: I know that my parents and grandparents kind of like where he's at right now. I don't know if they would vote for him necessarily, but uh, I know that they're kind of interested because he's outside the whole political atmosphere. I usually.
2: I usually don't follow like closely until like people are the the candidates are decided and they're you know we're on our final ticket after primaries essentially and we know it's you know a b or occasionally c who could be president and then the debates and all that stuff kind of that's usually where i start tuning in but donald trump man (laughs) donald trump
0: (laughs) when's the caucus do you know uh, are, you, are you that plugged the, in, Trevor? I'm not that plugged in. No. Depends on that's, the state, I think. Iowa was the first, so. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was usually late summer.
2: The year it might before, be August or September, but I, I could, think so. I could be wrong on that. They just push it, just like Black Friday. They just push it earlier and earlier every year. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, eventually, it'll so, just be on Amazon. So that's a sneak peek of uh, Millennial Political Speak,
0: <sighs> our okay. new podcast okay. that MPS. is coming soon to your ears. Maybe I don't know. Probably not with Trevor leaving the country and stuff. But
1: well, I also have internet. Like, that's true.
2: Yeah, like
1: I I can still podcast. I just don't know what I'm talking about. At least when it comes to games. Well, you have a good mic over there. Um, I can just bring one.
2: Yeah, it's not like chugging a you know lugging a PS4 and a TV across the ocean.
1: Yeah, exactly. Even though I I feel so nice, LED. It's probably
2: it's probably now's the time to join the PC master race. There are air quotes around that, so you can actually. (sighs) play fallout or something Don't uh,
1: the, that would be even worse i think though like i i want to experience europe and if i had fallout just any access to fallout <laughs> you would lose. You'd get to experience would, boston I, yeah i could experience a uh, post-apocalyptic boston but
0: all right so topics yeah. this week back on track after discussing trump po- politics uh, still trevor what's your topic this week that you want to
1: so my topic about? is uh the console ban uh that china has and that they just now lifted or at least they're in the process of lifting um i don't know how much you guys know about this i was reading about it a little bit today um and i brought up the wikipedia page about it because you know that's how we get all information yeah Wikipedia. and yeah so china China has has just now scrapped its fifth its 15 year ban on video game consoles according to a statement from the country's ministry of culture companies like sony nintendo and microsoft among others will now be allowed to manufacture and sell video game consoles everywhere anywhere in the country Uh, game consoles were first banned in 2000 due to fears that the devices and the 3D worlds produced by them had a negative effect on the mental and physical development of children. Last year, China eased those restrictions by letting game console makers operate in an experimental 11-square mile area in Shanghai, known as the Free Trade Zone. Uh, The state general admission of press and publication and anti-porn and and illegal publication offices have also played a role in screening games. Um, So the thing is that the console ban has been lifted. So, Sony, Nintendo, Microsoft, as I said, can now, you know, uh, sell video games there and consoles. But the problem is they still have their censorship laws. And their censorship laws are really strict. Stricter uh, than, than Australia? Worse than Australia? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like, communist level strict. So, violating, yeah, uh, so, they don't, The thing is that they don't uh, censor things based on, you know, kind of the ethical side that Australia takes. So they're like, oh, like this is just like we're being moral. Yeah, like Hotline
2: Miami or South Park just totally get altered because they're super violent or super crass.
1: Yeah, exactly. So censorship laws in China, uh, anything that violates basic principles of the Constitution threatens national unity, sovereignty, and and territorial integrity. Divulges state secrets, threatens state security, damages national sovereignty, disturbs social order, or infringes on others' rights. Anything that they deem does that, they can still ban. Um, an example <laughs> of this is Battlefield 4, which was banned uh, for uh, PC players in China for, quote, smearing the image of China and endangering national security.
2: Endangering national security? That's interesting. I could see smearing of China. In a lot of war games, probably. I'm gonna guess. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm gonna guess Fallout Four won't be allowed there, considering I think oh, China is no China way. starts the atomic war in that game. Yeah, they
1: do. the The atomic war is between you, the U.S. and China, and they destroy one another. So there's absolutely no way that China, that uh, Fallout Four will be allowed in China.
2: But you know what? Games games like uh, Super Mario 3D World will be allowed in China because it's just about keep cats running around. I think that's a.
0: I think that's threatening to their national security though. Nah, it cats are great. Is. Well, how is Battlefield I mean, <laughs> a threat? If Battlefield's oh. a threat to their national security... Then Battlefield's then... a war game, they...
2: I don't know. Cat Gosh, Mario, that's, that's, crazy. Crazy. Yeah, that's
1: the weirdest thing. It's like, in dangerous national security? Like, what does that even mean? I guess, like, one of those vague phrases they can just kind of throw at anything,
2: but... That, that would be kind of the loophole for it, but a lot of games nowadays are very... Like, they're a lot more mature than before, so, like... I don't. Know, my favorite game of all time is the last of us and i look at that and now i'm thinking about it would that be allowed in china i mean it's Probably, it's um, it's contained in america but i mean it's it's a worldwide infection you're shooting people you're i don't score- even
0: know if it has to do with the storyline necessarily all the time but it just the content, yeah, like the content yeah the content and the way it's interpreted um that's the thing i have no idea what it's like to be a communist i have no idea how they interpret their constitution so
1: well here's a fun one uh there's a game called hearts of iron that was released in 2002 on the pc it was a strategy war game uh world war ii and it was another game that was banned in china for quote distorting history and damaging china's sovereignty and territorial integrity (laughs)
2: So so what that history means, So any alternate history game gone?
1: No, 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 but the thing is that they didn't distort history. China just said they did. <laughs> so the controversy, the reason it was banned, <laughs> is because the game depicts Tibet, uh, Sinking and Manchuria as independent countries, and Taiwan under Japanese control. And those are all areas that China considers theirs considers their territories. So, they basically lie to everybody who lives there and say that, oh, like, no, like, these countries, like, these territories do belong to us. So, they said it threatened their territorial integrity because it basically told history the way it was.
0: That's weird. That's really odd.
2: one thing I think of with this is, you know, obviously, uh sony and nintendo have a huge presence in uh like japan for example uh xbox really doesn't have a lot of presence in japan right now and they've pretty much abandoned it at this they're point, losing quite a bit do how how would these companies focus any marketing in china at all because now if you look at it it's a whole new side of development uh to create games with you know chinese text uh, if they have voice acting, voice actors and stuff. Yeah. and then, That was my question
0: because they have to, lo- one, localize it, two, pay for the marketing, and then after they do every step to even have their systems become available in the country, will they make a profit on it? Is it? Because it, it's, yeah, it sounds it, like no.
1: Yes. I think they will because China is the most populated country in just the world. Just because of how big it is? And like, just opening up that market has probably – Quintupled the potential gaming market.
2: Yeah, like, there's just, just like, there's billions of people that live there, and out of those billions of people, there has to be a, some desire to play video games. I would I would have to think.
1: Well, yeah, actually, um, the uh, Chinese uh, PC gaming market is the biggest PC gaming market in the world. Uh, it, it's yeah. about a six billion dollar a year industry. So. Oh. that's the thing so
2: it's totally then it has to be then worth it for these companies but how does like xbox push their chinese presence yeah I so they no can't idea. even push like, their they can't even push their japanese presence but well, granted, japanese, just, Jap-
0: japan's different because of how small it is and just because how gaming culture
2: essentially started there
0: yeah like, sony and sony and nintendo were origi- or japanese companies so it's not hard for them to have a presence there. Microsoft, it's a little bit trickier uh, just because, I mean, Microsoft's their... a Western company. Um,
3: yeah.
1: Well, also China and Japan kind of hate each other. So yeah. you also have to wonder if that's going to factor into it at all. With like, Yeah, just Sony. stick it to
0: Japan and oh my China becomes a nation of Xboxes. Xbox could have yeah. a surge, it's... man. It, it's so – oh, dang. I hope Now I I'm just, just
2: kind of looking at my shelf thinking of all the games that would be allowed in China.
0: So the like, thing uh, I'm curious. Oh my
2: gosh, there isn't there an Assassin's Creed game that's in China, like one of the yeah. two D side-scrolling it's, uh, ones? Yeah, it's one of the side-scrolling ones. Assassin's yeah. Creed. Oops, that's gone. That's something. not allowed in there for sure. You'd have to think, running around killing Chinese people.
1: But you are a Chinese person, you assume.
2: But are yeah, you? That's now, distorting history. Assassin's Creed? I uh, mean,
1: oh, oh, honestly. Yeah. Oh no, that that threatens national unity actually, because it's Chinese. Chinese,
2: Chinese. killing Chinese. That because we all happens. know that China,
1: yeah, Chinese people never kill Chinese people. Yeah, like, Chinese Tiananmen government Square, what's never that? kills Chinese people, yeah. <laughs> oh exactly. Gosh, so really it's just like...
2: Metal Gear Solid? They never went to I China. Like
1: this, I feel like this is going to be just a giant shit show. Like, I don't see how it couldn't be. I, yeah,
2: it's... It, I can it, definitely see a trend in articles saying Game X is banned from China because of this, just like they do with Australia. Like, I remember when Hotline yeah. Miami 2 was out, like they're talking about how no one can play this game in Australia so now I can see this whole new trend of articles saying uh, this is banned in China for A, B, and C for- we well, also
1: have to assume that a lot of these sites won't really care about, to post those articles because like like IGN Australia and IGN US like yeah there are technically two separate sites but they're very much merged because the Australians can get on the US site Yeah, like right. it is readily available to them The Chinese population can most likely, actually, I guarantee, not get on to IGN, IGN America, because they have those crazy firewalls over in China where they would not allow you on basically any American sites or any, like, Western sites in general. So you have to assume that, like, that would just be old news, like,
2: because... They can't read it. Yeah,
1: exactly. So the the demographic for it can't read it, and all it will really be is just information for Americans to go like, what the hell is going on over there? Like, oh, yeah,
0: my gosh, it's. So the I'm, thing I'm curious I'm fascinated about is to if, see the sales. I'm curious yeah. if Japan will start or not Japan if China will start their own game studios to develop certain games, and that maybe the government will say you're going to make this game almost as like propaganda because obviously they don't give a crap about their own history because they're. Saying that things aren't true historically when they actually are, so yeah. I'm wondering if they can. They're almost going to start creating their own game development studios and use them as a form of propaganda.
1: I feel like they are 100 percent be propaganda propaganda games,
0: which would be really interesting and cool. And I hope we can see some of those. But I don't, uh, I'm I don't, sure we'll be able to. I don't know. I don't know. I'm wondering too if they're going to somehow put certain locks on the on the consoles so that uh, um, I don't know. They-
2: like region lock 'em? Um
0: not even region lock 'em. like like kind of like what Trevor was saying like they're so like you can't even get onto western uh, servers websites yeah because with their firewalls and stuff like that. So I'm wondering if they're going to somehow kind of lock down the uh the functionality of the consoles as well like you can't get onto the stores or do certain things like that certain well, aspects I... of the console that would be available. I wonder if they are, could somehow lock Well them I up.
2: mean I only say I bring up Rocket League only because I've noticed it, but it's like a cross platform game. And so, you know, you're pinning to different servers around the world to play games with people. And if China was really concerned about that, I would imagine companies, video game companies, if they wanted their game to be online in China, I'd assume they'd have to piggyback off China's servers and make their own over there, right? Because they wouldn't want you playing with.
1: They wouldn't want you communicating with uh, with Americans or with Europeans. Or European anyone journalism.
2: outside. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, like, that's the weird thing. Like, how much are these companies willing to play ball? That's why I want to know. Like, how far is Sony willing to go to make sure that people can play a PlayStation 4? Yeah. Like, it's are one they willing the, to would... set up new servers where you can't ping to anybody else in the world? Like, are they willing to do that? Like, maybe. It's a huge market, but at the same time, it's like...
2: It's one of those business things that you'd, you, you have to shell out the cash to make the cash. It's a, yeah. It's going to be a huge and, investment. But the problem, the the other factor besides the monetary half is the political half, and you have to deal with China that way. Like you know, you to get your, you know, if Uncharted Four for some reason was not allowed in China, for example, Sony, if they really wanted to sell their big action shooter, they'd they'd have to modify it in whatever way China wants. You know. Yeah. so really there's it's the political and the monetary half here that would have to go together to actually generate the revenue potential that's there in China I think it's I
0: mean these companies have more than enough to worry about in the regions they're already installed in I'm wondering if they're just going to think that it's too much of a hassle for them to even worry about it and just kind uh, of or or they won't they won't worry about their primary goal won't be to get uh, their units to that to China as soon as possible. I'm thinking that this might be a project that they start working on uh, to get the console to get the consoles uh, region specific for China. But other than that, I yeah, I mean, they, but they've both got more than enough to worry about right now. So yeah.
2: I'm
0: I, I'm curious to see ask.
2: who gets there first. If it's Nintendo, Microsoft, or Sony, maybe it'll be Sega. Maybe it will come oh, back. Oh my gosh, they make a G- we'll finally release the Dreamcast. I was actually thinking about that,
0: though. I think it'd almost be interesting for uh, Sony and Microsoft if they released their older consoles first. Like, what if they decided, like, yeah, let's try to release PlayStation 3s and 360s over here before we start releasing the Xbox One and stuff, just to kind of tinker with and see how it works?
1: Yeah, it's like, it, that'd be actually... That's a good idea, because it would be, like, a really low-risk plan. Mm-hmm. It's like, we have all these, like, PS3s just laying around at this point, like... The yeah. cheaper,
3: cheaper
0: to, to make, cheaper to sell, and and yeah. the Chinese won't care. To them, it's a, a a game system. They won't be like, oh, these graphics are last gen. They, I yeah. mean, they're they're they won't, a, they won't know what that means. They're in a bubble. So yeah, yeah. I think it's almost smarter. That's for actually them
2: to... a really, with our limited knowledge of how all of these businesses work, that's a pretty good idea. I would think. I, think. So too. I don't. I think that's a pretty good idea. Yep,
0: I do too. I'm right, done, hey? yeah I'm yeah, done, Phil Spencer. <laughs> all right. Um, is that all you guys want to talk about? With that, that was an interesting discussion. I like that.
2: that was good. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean. I'm now the real the real went.
2: question is, how will the Amiibo market work in China?
1: That's um, a, that's actually the most important question. That's the only that,
2: question that matters. So listen, case, suddenly, lie, I've, Nintendo's I've generating listened, Amiibos for a whole new nation.
1: I've never listened to a single episode of this podcast, but I have to say that's probably the smartest thing you've ever said on one of these shows. Oh, <laughs> that it's all most about. Most definitely.
2: Because if suddenly China gets a surge of Amiibo, well, America's just getting the short end of the stick here. They should it... release just the Amiibo, no Wii
0: U. The Wii U mm-hmm. is. It's, I... it's, it, the Wii U's not worth
2: their time releasing Just the I Amiibo.
0: Mean, Let's just stick with the Amiibo. The important thing. Gosh.
2: That's the amiibo Actually, market in China. That, I actually that, pre-ordered
0: Palatina the other day off of Amazon while driving down the street at forty miles an hour. So,
2: you are you are a true hero, true American uh, hero. I, I need you're, help. You're a national treasure. I need real. I need help. You're better than Kevin James as the president. I would hope so. Uh, I hope we're all better than him. And you're getting you're going to get a
0: dark pit Friday. I don't know, Max. Am I, <laughs>
1: dude? Your life's a dark t- pit at this point with these things. <laughs>
0: Max, I'm relying on you for Duck Pit.
2: No, you said you had a friend, because I told you I was working. You're a friend. Yeah, but this friend has work that morning and can't get one. My other friend's supposed to be camping,
0: which is what I'm doing.
2: You're going to have to. We'll see. We'll Ride figure a bicycle out. to your closest Best Buy, camp Something out. Like camp out there. That's where you're camping. Best Buy parking lot. Max, what's your topic? My topic <laughs> is uh, about SGDQ, Summer Games Ooh. Done Quick. Uh, which is going on right now actually. Uh the Tetris Grandmaster finals are going on right now, which some of the crazy like Tetris. Tetris whole. Grandmaster Finals. There's yes. there's a whole world of Tetris out there that us filthy Americans just don't know about. It it's the Japanese people play in arcades over there at this just such a high level it's absurd. But those those are going on right now. But it's this uh, if you're not familiar with Amazing Games Done Quick, uh there's SGDQ and then AGDQ in the winter time and they just they speed run games for like a week long and then raise money for um uh AGDQ last time did like a cancer research foundation, this time it's Doctors Without Borders. Uh and they raise money all week long and they just stream 24 hours a day. And I was watching a little bit today and I I actually I sat down and scheduled some of my sp- uh speed runs I wanted to watch. Uh, in my calendar today, actually. I'm going to pull up a couple of them here. But it got me thinking about speedruns and stuff, of, like, if you guys watch them, if you've ever tried to speedrun a game. uh, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the show before. I've tried learning to speedrun A Link Between Worlds on 3DS. uh, Or if you watch them and stuff, because, like, some games are just incredible to watch. I mean, tonight uh, at 10 o'clock, Twilight Princess is being speedrun. Wednesday, Earthbound is... I mean, there's gonna be a Legend of Z- Legend of Zelda, the original, a swordless run. They're not gonna grab the sword and beat the game in an hour. Like that's the projected time. How for can it. you do that? See, that's the crazy thing. I remember AGDQ uh this past winter, someone did the first three dungeons of Ocarina of Time, so basically the kid portion of the game blindfolded.
0: I I remember seeing that.
2: That's like the level it's of not skill these speed yeah, these speedrunners are, <laughs> like okay. uh on Saturday, uh, there's a Pokemon Blue b- blindfold run. It's going to take 40 minutes to beat Pokemon Blue blindfolded. That's not real. It they is to, real, so though. They have it's, to mod the games to do no, this. No, you can use bugs. You, you, like, it depend There are certain runs that are, like, glitch. Like, glitches are yeah. allowed. So, like, obviously the blindfold runs, you can use glitches. Um, but there are runs that, like, glitches won't be used or 100%. Um, like, uh, tomorrow night, starting at, like, 11 o'clock Eastern Time, um, they're going to do a speedrun of Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which Logan and I played not too long ago, and it's going to take them 40 minutes to complete that game, you know? That game is,
0: that game rules.
2: It's such a good game, and, I don't know, like, I think speedruns are super, super cool and interesting, especially the crazy ones like that Legend of Zelda Swordless run, um, <laughs> Someone's going to speed run Ocarina of Time. Twenty-five minutes is the projected, like the maximum time it's going to take them.
0: Isn't the world record yeah. on that like twelve or thirteen? Yeah, it's the world record currently man.
2: currently
1: like twelve minutes. But I, I actually watched that speedrun because I was super interested in it. And yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Uh, yeah, so they get they get to the first boss, you like to the spider inside of the Deku Tree. You kill the yeah. spider, and then before you leave, you glitch through the wall. And it sends you all the way to Ganon's castle.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's just like, one of the f- it-
1: what? Like, how did you find that? How did you find that out? And then, and then, yeah, he beats uh, Ganon with the uh, the stick. And, and the game gets yeah, the game glitches out really bad because you're supposed to be adult Link. So like, Zelda's like like hugs him or says something to him or something like that, but like. The game's not okay with it, because t- your kid links, you're, like, super shorter than her, it doesn't make any sense, it's really weird. So, yeah, it was just a very, and, and very one strange
2: of culture. But, like, it totally changes the way I look at some games, like, especially the one I tried with A Link Between Worlds. I don't look at those first three dungeons the same way, you know? I look at it as breaking the rules the game designers decided on, and I just... I think watching people play these games at such a higher level, in a different way too than what designers think, is it's super cool. I was just curious, like if you guys actually watched, you know, AGDQ or SGDQ, and actually like cared about speedruns and stuff.
0: I've never been too big into it personally. Uh, I don't know. I think Trevor said it right. Like the community is interesting surrounding it, and I like I like getting. Notifications or I mean, IGN or these other websites will sometimes uh, write up certain things and be like, Hey, watch this dude as he finishes like Ocarina in 12 minutes. Um, so then I might watch or take a look or something like that. As far as like what you're doing right now, Max, or scheduling out what you're going to watch a day in advance and stuff like that, uh, I never but... really do anything like that. I've also never really speed ran through a game, um, not that I can think of at least.
2: I do. I, take I remember one time as a kid, I didn't even know what speedrunning was in like the capacity it really is nowadays. But I was like, I'm gonna beat Luigi's Mansion as fast as possible and get everything. And I did. It took me like five hours to do it, which I'm sure is nowhere even close to a real record for that game. But yeah, I don't. I've always liked the idea of beating games quickly. What about you, Trevor? I
1: mean, I've done like impromptu speedruns where it's like. Oh, I need to be infamous on hard to get this last trophy for the platinum. So I'm mm-hmm. just gonna I'm gonna beat that today, and I beat it in like four and a half hours. But like, I wasn't trying to like get the fastest time. I was trying to get the trophy. But like, I know I find speedruns super interesting, but I've never really been into that like culture. But there's like a like a huge culture surrounding these things. Mm-hmm. And like, like one of the most interesting ones that I saw was like uh, the Dark Souls speedrun because Dark Souls is my favorite game of all time. So the Dark Souls speed speedrun is 42 minutes and I with no, with no glitches. And I watched the entire thing and I was like this is insane. And then uh, about a week after Bloodborne came out, someone spent uh, set the speedrun record for that and it was like 24 minutes. So but that one used glitches. That one was quick. Yeah. So but it's like just what it like it blows my mind. It really And does. how quickly people figure
2: out how broken games really are. I mean, Ocarina of Time is one of the most broken games ever made. Yeah, it's just—it's absolutely—it's just—it's so broken. And the, the, what games really load um, in an environment when you enter, uh, like in Super Mario 64, the way that game was designed, Goombas uh, like spawn in, th- in pairs of three in a circle in a certain pattern and stuff. And like people dig into the numbers in the code and figure it out and it just blows my mind to see people do crazy things, you know, like run Ocarina of Time blindfolded or, um, I know in Metroid there's these things called like this bomb jump to get across this lava cavern that just takes precise, uh, you know, bomb jumps across. It's these guys have level skill. I'll never have. And I think it's some of the most amazing things to watch in gaming and like the Tetris thing going on right now. I'm sure is absurd. I mean, la. The credits, dun, 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 if, you, dun, 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 if you get dun, dun, to the, the Grandmaster final, the credits are rolling. That's a chess title. That's a chess player's title is Grandmaster. Te- it's a chess And the credits are rolling, and all your blocks are invisible. And if you can clear X amount of blocks while the credits are rolling, you officially get the title of Grandmaster. And someone at AGDQ last year, he was the first American to ever get the Grandmaster title, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> outside of Japan. Oh like yeah. and in just, the world, yeah. I feel like
0: with the speedruns you lock yourself into one game and one game only. Like oh, you, uh, yeah. Andrew Goldfarb with IGN is constantly tweeting about Spelunky. Still, ever since uh, I've started following following Spelunky, him, he's always tweeted about Spelunky. T- I think Spelunky's fun. It's like a minute but or something. There's too many games out there for me to give my attention to just one and be really, yeah. really hardcore invested into that one game until uh, I Fallout do have favorite, comes out. I, not even Fallout man like I love Fallout I, but
1: I, my Fallout 4 speedrun is going to be like 400 hours <laughs> yeah yeah, that, yeah exactly
0: it <laughs> might probably be around the same time I mean I, I don't know I just that's, that's the thing with me is that I like seeing how good these people are at specific games but like even Ocarina of Time that's probably one of my favorite games of all time if not my favorite but I could never just solely focus on that forever and be like alright I'm going to get so good at this game to where I can do it blindfolded that's insane and gets you a certain level of notoriety on the internet for having a weird talent like that but does the dude ever play anything else because i mean i know i have trouble playing everything i buy i still want to play bloodborne and i know you're talking about dark souls but i i yeah. want i really wanted to play bloodborne before uh, the phantom pain comes out and that's looking less and less likely oh, every day happening especially since i'm still trying to beat the witcher so yeah that's probably not going to happen the witcher but what a game! But yeah, I don't know Speedruns yeah, They ain't speed my runs. thing. I
2: but I encourage both of you to like at least look at the schedule online and just if there's a if there's a run like that swordless run of Legend of Zelda, that's actually kind of interesting, and it's not that long too. Yeah, like just tune in and watch because it's really cool to watch people do crazy things in games. Uh, I at rarely a... I rarely like let's
0: plays. It it takes a special game and a special player for me to watch them.
2: Yeah, the but... the. The difference is they're doing things you never would see in a normal playthrough of the game, and I think that's what makes it special. Yeah. And they're also raising money for a good cause, so it's pretty cool. It's for a good cause. But, um, but so yeah, I, last topic this week. I definitely check it. It's going on all this week. Uh, so if you are listening to this episode, I think it's like gamesdonequick.com if you want to check it out. Yeah, Or you and can this just week, Google STTK 2015.
0: This is July 27th if you're listening. So. Yeah, it's uh,
2: It's Monday and this should go up tomorrow yeah. on Tuesday. So, I mean there's still a whole week of streaming. So, righto, righto chap.
0: Um my topic this week, it's actually a topic that I have been wanting to talk about for a while now. But the kind of funny games cast stole it from me a week or two ago. But I don't really care because I still have been wanting
2: to talk about it. Lay you know, it on so me. Cool there,
1: kind of... There's a lot of crossover between uh, your your listener base and the kind of funny listener base. So. Yeah, there's a, there's a so, ton of so crossover. Hopefully, hopefully they don't get too exhausted, but to stick with those guys. <laughs>
0: um, so my topic this week is who is your who are your favorite people in games media. Um, obviously we talk about IGN quite a bunch on this show. We like the, mm-hmm. we like the people who work over there a lot, but, um, people who do, I don't know. It could be do speed runners, Let's play, uh, any type of content producers whether rather, uh, either written or video based, anything like that. Anybody in games media, who do you like? Here's your favorite. Who do you like to go to, to get your reviews or your news or whatever it might be? Um, when you guys can start
2: uh trevor you go you go first um
1: andrew goldfarb yeah i love Goldie. that man i love he's, that man
0: he's awesome dude he was he really probably is. one of my favorite people we met that week
1: he's a sweetheart in person and he always has good insights i think he's hilarious yeah mm-hmm. he just has the dumbest puns and they just make me so happy and like Honestly, like when I heard you come back to IGN, like I got so aesthetic. Like I just love Andrew Goldfarb, and I honestly do. Like even with the new cast, I really do think he is the funniest person to ever be on Beyond. Like be one of the members, mm-hmm. and I told him that when I saw him, and he's like, "I think you're crazy," but I appreciate that. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, "Uh, yeah." So Andrew was obviously great, and then like, and, like and mostly for like. On video stuff, like he writes good articles and like that, but he doesn't do like he doesn't do long form pieces. Like he's no, good he does not editor. He has so, done that's it mostly a while. for like yeah, so that's mostly like on podcast and like videos stuff like that. Like as far as writers go, obviously Colin's great. Um, and then like some some guys uh, like Jason Trier is really good from Kotaku. Yes, uh, Jason's and great. Then, yeah, Arthur Geez, I think I really do think he's a. I think he's a really good writer. Just like whether you agree with what he's saying or not he's a really good writer in my opinion
2: um, I can i I can agree with that like you may not agree with the content but the way it's written is yeah. a pretty solid job it's respectable yeah,
1: that, that's the thing about like polygon is that they have just a cast of really good writers
0: yeah yeah and, top to uh, top to bottom their staff is very solid uh yeah. they're very they're it's not my favorite site but they're writers you you can't deny that they have a lot of talent Uh,
2: it's it's the content i usually find a problem with but yeah like arthur with me is give and take like i said during the break like i won't go in depth with it but his review of the witcher 3 makes my blood boil but other times he's fine and dandy and i like it depends on my mood with arthur (laughs) for sure
1: and there, there are people that I love in, in game journalism, not even for what they do in games journalism. Like, I don't know if mm-hmm. you guys know uh, Nick Robinson. He works at yeah. Polygon now, yeah. but he used to be at uh, Rev3. Rev3. And then he did his, own, he's, did his own thing for a while in between that. Um, but He's a
0: he's a video producer, isn't he?
1: Yeah. So, yeah. like, I, I'm not, like, I never watched Rev3, and I don't really look at his stuff on on Polygon or anything like that, but I just think he a hilarious human being i met him at psx and like we uh I had oh that's a right
2: psx in. would have been in your backyard i didn't even think of yeah, that
1: yeah it was it was awesome but yeah so we talked to him for like a half hour because he's like one of the lesser known guys so like he wasn't crowded like greg miller if you saw greg there were fans surrounding him pretty much at all times but hanging out with like uh nick like he's just such a nice guy he's absolutely hilarious um I even uh, met up with him again at E3 this year, and he actually, like, asked about me. He goes, oh, like, yeah, your friend that you were with. Like, how's he doing? And I'm like, oh, my God, you're such a sweetheart. I love you. But, yeah, so it's, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, so, I mean, those are probably, like, a few of them for me, like, just as far as, you know, video, like, just personality-wise, writing-wise. So, what about you guys?
2: Um, take it Probably... Mask? My favorite person that produces content like writing and stuff... Uh, let, me guess, probably... let me guess, let me guess, let me guess. Go it for it, guess. Kirk Hamilton? Gosh, how do you do these things? Because ah. you made a video about him a long time ago. I was going to bring that up, yeah. I uh, When I was doing regular vlogs for my YouTube channel, um, I did one about Kirk Hamilton. I mean, Kirk Hamilton is just in, such an inspiration to me personally, like as someone who's pursuing games journalism and his reviews are probably my most look reviews. I look the most forward to, uh, he just (laughs) text bubbles. Oh my gosh. The text bubbles. He just has such a way of writing, uh, and I just never get tired of it. His tweets are hilarious. Um, so I love the written content he produces. Um, Jose Otero. I think he's a fantastic host over on NBC. I think his writing is really well. Um, I love like his coverage of like Metal Gear Solid Five uh, more recently, but I think he does a bang up job over there. I like AT&T. how professional Jose is. He he does, he has that level of professional, but he can also. I mean, you know, he's be obviously a goofball because his beat
0: is Nintendo, so you have yeah. to have a good sense of humor and he, stuff about that. But he kind of reminds very me. Professional with it. he
2: reminds me of a Nintendo in that way. Like he can be super professional, but then there's the parts where he can just be pretty goofy. Yeah, and uh, I really like that about him let me think like a lot of the stuff I go to is IGN and it's slightly biased because that's where I want to work when I'm all done with school and everything
1: well,
2: me too yeah I Woo, love me too look at guys, us if we don't
1: work together I'd be pissed
2: <laughs> guys I, I told Max that we went
0: to, we actually went to Beyond 400 and somebody always gets hired after that so it's gonna be between you and me who gets hired there and Max is left out in the cold but, Even though he's the one who's already currently working for IGN. Yeah, Swift. I
2: do the freelance work for him, so I've I've got another foot in the door. So, one way or the other, well, it'll, uh, it'll be hard
1: to work there when you're dead.
2: Maybe. <laughs> I uh, I do love. Uh, I like Marty Sleva. I think he just the the way he describes things. I think yeah. he is. Yeah, he's a he good does. way of like he he says this phrase a lot, like theater of the mind. But I really do think that the way he writes paints a very vivid picture in my head in i think a way, his a lot of
0: background works. in film really helps how he describes games to people i mm-hmm. think that's a really big benefit to him um because he knows what he's talking about when it comes to movies and i think that there's so much crossover between movies and games that it really just helps him describe and then critique games as well
2: yeah and his love of indie games really kind of points me toward other like, games I would never look at otherwise. And I, I do like that he kind of curates that content for me. Um, I think, like, those would have to be, like, my favorites. But there's always this huge soft spot in my heart for the original, uh, at least when I started listening, the original Beyond Crew, which would be Greg Miller, Colin Moriarty, um, Andrew Goldfarb, Clements. and Ryan Clements.
1: Um, oh, I forgot to mention Clements. God.
2: Clements, Clements, just based off, what I've seen of their work online probably has to be the nicest person on the face of the planet. Um, up there with probably Goldfarb and Marty, they both seem all of them seem super nice. But like those four, uh, I've shared this on another vlog, a video I did. But there was a moment I, I used to work at Kmart, and I'll wrap up with this. But I, I worked at Kmart, keep and talking it, for a second. Well, oh, right, yeah, just, just yeah. keep going. I, I'm, I'm going. Uh, there was a moment, it was that point in my life where I like had to figure out what I wanted to do, you know, yeah. uh, and that pressure of like high school and college that the teachers just put on you, but I, I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I knew that I loved writing, and I knew I loved video games, and part of me was like, maybe I could like write scripts for video games and things like that and all this stuff, but there was a moment I was listening to Beyond, and they ta- Greg and Colin were talking about how they kind of just did it, and they decided what they wanted to do, and I was in the... Like, essentially, the linen closet at Kmart organizing bath towels and bathroom, like shower curtains and stuff, you know, things like that. I'm sitting there with a shopping cart where I have all my inventory in, and I'm listening to this podcast, and it just clicked in my head. I was like, I want to do what they do. I want to write and play video games and tell other people about them. And it was from that moment on that I've been on this path, and I created, uh, like, Go Left Gaming, which was was and is a blog I have I haven't written on it in quite some time but uh, that's because I event with that and through Twitter I've reached out and I've done wiki work on IGN and eventually Samuel Claiborne gave me the opportunity to actually do freelance work for them for wikis and I just finished up The Witcher 3 for them uh, as support like so I mean if it wasn't for Podcast Beyond in the linen closet at Kmart (laughs) I wouldn't be doing the thing I love to do well, you probably wouldn't be it. on this show. I, pro- I probably wouldn't be. I, I wouldn't be making Are this you... every week.
1: You'd probably be living on the streets, actually.
2: I, I, you know what? I think my parents would have kicked me out at this point and uh, said, we're selling all your video games. We don't care. And uh, you can never play a game again, and you need to live on the streets. Uh, It'd be like your... that
0: episode of SpongeBob where he, Squidward moves out, and he starts living in a box, and he has to eat his own paintings to survive. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to I, eat I don't actually recall that
2: episode <laughs> you, have eat, you have to eat your wikis I have to eat my amiibos well, Oh my gosh that, that would be tough <laughs> you, you should have probably to start that, from yeah. the <laughs> least rare and work your way up Like I'd start with Mario And then probably go to Diddy Kong If you were eating your amiibo Yeah like if, if it came down to like which amiibo to get rid of to survive Is it like Mario. a Buzzy
1: article It's like top 9 Ami- amiibo to eat that's yeah. like
0: a Jason Trier ranking list oh my gosh that's <laughs> good. top that's 10 funny. numbers was one of them he had one time
2: oh that's top 10 numbers Jason I remember he did a review of IGN's review of Bioshock Infinite because they had an exclusive awesome. yeah, I so that. he reviewed the review I mean, should you read this review yes because yes. <laughs> it's the only review of the game out right now I agree uh, for that. good stuff but yeah those are the people I love in games media uh, for sure I gotta say, it's
0: awesome to have a third person on the show because when I have to pee, I can go pee, and you guys can keep talking. So that was that, was that was nice and fun. We, and I, well, and I you'll, had...
1: you'll find out later. We actually completely derailed it. We <laughs> we just started talking mad shit about you,
2: actually. Oh damn! So, yeah, so we're, you'll have to go back good and good that listen that to got the got episode. To... Yeah, I guess yeah. I will.
0: And I hope you, I hope you've enjoyed your last time on MBS, <laughs> Trevor. Well,
1: I will invite well, you. Well, first and last. First and last
0: um okay so let me see to answer my own question here uh i think greg and colin we obviously love all of them i wouldn't be doing this show without them i really got into podcasts probably two years ago and i just started listening to them i wouldn't even have classified myself as a playstation fanboy at the time either but they really pushed me to start listening to more podcasts they pushed me to get a vita uh i've always loved greg and colin I still follow them and kind of funny they rule i love them it was great meeting greg um so they're That's obviously up great. there. Sadly, they, neither of them do written work anymore, though, which sucks. Uh, as you guys said, though, Jason Trier, I think he's the best reporter in the business by far. His stories are always very meaningful, I think, and they have a lot of depth to them. I think Jason Trier is hands down the best reporter in, in, in the industry, uh, yeah. followed, by, followed closely by uh, Patrick Klepik. I've followed mm, Patrick Klepik since um, G4 – I remember when he was on G4 and um, he used to have some, they used to have some sort of podcast podcast or a video show at G4. Uh, It was the, it was like the X-Play podcast or something like that. I I can't remember what it was called. It wasn't called that, but um, it was, um, it was Patrick Klepek, Sessler, Sessler, who's probably my all time number one, like gaming journalism idol. Um, But it had him, Sessler, Morgan Webb sometimes, um abby heppy if you know who that is before she worked at respawn entertainment uh she's like one of the community managers for uh who put uh, at the team who made titanfall um and then there was a couple others but clap when i first started listening to him he was probably he's still really young but oh, he was probably in his he was probably 22 or 3 when i started Jeez. uh listening to him and watching him He was extremely young, and I kind of just gravitated towards him because I realized that this kid who is probably a handful of years older than me, which in retrospect, I mean, he's probably a good eight or nine years older than me. But um, I just Mm -hmm. saw this young kid on TV, and I was like, wow, that's awesome. I could be doing that someday, and I've always really respected him for that. Um, As I said, Adam Sessler is probably my favorite of all time. I used to watch X-Play every night on G4 And I used to love to uh, read his written work. He put out some great reviews which were always buried because obviously G4 was mainly a TV channel. So everybody read their uh, written work. Um, So no one one really ever read his actual written stuff very often, but I always made sure to once he reviewed a game or something like that. And he always had the most well-written reviews of anybody's of anybody, like, still, I, I think back on some of his reviews, and they're just so finely put together. Cessler um, really knows what he's doing. I wish I could have met him when we were in San Francisco, um, yeah, because I reached out to him, but there was no way I was going to find him in that city. Um, and then, yeah, I love Ryan McCaffrey mainly because I think I would get along with him if I sat down and talked to him for long enough because we both love baseball and pizza and video That's all games. You really need. Yeah, that is all you need, baseball, pizza, and video games. Those are my three three favorites in life. Um, But yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any others. Uh, Oh, that's right. I remembered. Um, I think along with Adam Sessler, one of the best writers in the business by far, and uh, probably one of the ones who has my most respect would definitely be Brian Crescente. Uh, I think his stuff at Polygon is great. He obviously also, f- I think he founded Kotaku, didn't he? Um, if I'm not mistaken, I was,
1: yeah, I possibly. think it was him and somebody else. It
0: was. I don't I don't think it was Steven Totillo.
2: but know. I, I don't know off the top of my head. I cannot um, find out how old Patrick was, by the way. Patrick Klepek? Yeah, I couldn't
0: he's find a, it. He's he's in his late twenties, early thirties.
2: Um, I think so. I
1: think that's. I think that's where most of the games journalism people are right now like late 20s early 30s yeah they're all like this eight year span like 26 to 34 then you have like the rare like like uh, pair schneider was like like, like so yeah
0: brian Crescente's in his 40s um but yeah i think he's one of the most consummate professionals in the business if you go ever go read his website he's got some of his old stuff that he uh had up when he used to be a crime beat reporter he was a crime reporter for so. A very long time before he was ever doing anything video games related. And he's always made sure to state that he is a uh, journalist before he's ever a games journalist. And that's the thing he always sticks to and always mentions because he's awesome. constant, he constantly gets people who, who are coming to him saying, I want to be a games journalist. And he's like, well, that's not even a real thing. So do you want to be an actual journalist or do you want to be a, this fake thing that doesn't even exist and so that's the thing he's always stressing is that journalism is its own form and its own art and the games are just one thing that you might be lucky enough to write about if you the beat. get the chance. The beat, essentially, yeah. yeah. yeah so I th- I've always...
2: journalism and games press, so.
0: Yeah, I've always really respected Chris Sente, though. Um, I think that's all the ones I wanted to mention. Um, there's, a co- there's, a, there's a ton. Like, there's a ton of people we listen to. Like, we were talking about podcasts earlier and stuff and just all the people that we listen to. Um, the guys at Rebel FM. Um, I'm just trying to do a rundown in my head. I don't. I don't know. There. There. I mean, there's too many to list. But I think those guys are all some of my favorite the top dogs. My yeah, my favorites. The ones that that have influenced me at least to start stuff like this show and try to get back into writing, which I need to do so bad. Max, maybe we need
2: to start tag teaming on go left a little bit more. i I've, I've I've extended that branch to you. You I know write uh, stuff I'll put it up there for you I'll tweet it from the account I'll share it get your word out there dude
0: sounds good but um
2: but yeah any others you guys want to mention um they I, I don't know how much you actually see their work but more recently since I've actually got the wiki job uh, Brendan Graber and John Ryan at IGN they like, have taught me how to wiki properly from everything from like producing the videos to formatting the page to the code and stuff. Um, they don't really write pieces you see on the front page as much as they write the guides that you might look up for help. Uh, like, if you used IGN to collect all the Riddler trophies in the latest Batman game, Brendan Graber was a head dude on that. And I'm super thankful for them, and they have a, obviously have had a huge impact recently in my life, but um, they do some solid, solid stuff. But it's more... It's not so much the journalism part, like the stories. It's the, the how-to and the actual like aesthetic stuff, and they make videos, yeah. and they're pretty sweet.
0: Yeah, and shout-out to Jared Petty, who I know does that stuff too. Shout-out oh to gosh, Jared Petty Jared for being Petty. the nice, for, to being the nicest the person I've ever met. The nicest person I've ever met. Clements.
1: They need to have a nice-off.
0: Jared Petty is the nicest person I've ever met. And Jared, I hope you're listening to this show. you, if you are. You said you were supposed
2: oh. to bug him. I don't think hey, I you. did. Hey, I just
0: did. I sent him another message. Oh, so, you did? Okay. Yeah. All right. Jared Petty, if you're listening to the show, what's up? Um, um, but yeah, we're kind of going on long here. We've got another – we've had another guest this week. So, of course, the show's going a little bit long. We always go long anyway. Um, but I think that's it for topics. I think that's about it for the show. Um, if you have any comments, criticism, or you just want to say hi or you want to shoot us a topic for next week's show, uh, feel free to email us at mgspodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter. I am at moreman12. Max is at maxthewhite. And Trevor,
1: what are you at? I'm at trev underscore tom. It's a t spelled T H O M. Just the four. Like First Tom letter York. Is my last name. Yes, exactly. Like Tom York. Like Tom. Wonderful, York wonderful is. musician.
0: Yes, he is. I'm looking forward to Radiohead's new album. Whenever the heck that's going to drop.
2: uh better be soon. What's what's music? I don't really listen uh, to that much. Of it. Oh man, we could
0: we should start the Number One
2: Radiohead podcast. Oh my god, they're my I'm favorite sure. Should band we do ever. that or the? It would just be called Radiohead because that works. That, that works actually does work. And I'm
0: sure it's taken though.
2: I'm sure uh, there's that, copyright think, issues with that one. You think? Uh, millennial, millennial
0: Radiohead speak. That'll work. Um, what else do we got here? Oh, follow the show at MGS Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, again. I said it last week and I'll say it again. Uh, we really love to hear back from you guys. If you're listening to the show, thank you. Uh, but we want to know how we're doing. So please feel free to shoot us an email at podcast. At gmail dot com. We just want to continue to get better with this show. Uh, rate us on iTunes. Give us a review. Subscribe. Just leave some feedback because we want to keep getting better and better at this show. The longer we go on, and we're not planning on stopping anytime soon. So you may as well hit us up and let us know what we can improve on in the future, so we don't quit. Keep putting out a crappy show every week. Well, um, I, I don't
2: think our show is crappy by any means. I don't but either, but I'm not a, a listener. Product and it would be yeah. appreciated. Is so, there um? Is there anything? Do you like, want to that you do, Trevor? That you want other people to see, or besides follow you on Twitter, or anything you care to point people towards? Uh,
1: yeah, you can um, go to illustriousmagic.com, that is the uh, website where you'll find all the work that I do with my friend Steven. Uh, we haven't posted on there in a while, at least the blog part, uh, just because he just got a full time job. I'm getting ready to, to uh, leave the country for a while, so. Um, it's pretty low on the written work, but there will be links there where you can, uh, get over to our SoundCloud, listen to the podcast. Um, so yeah, we, uh, are semi-regularly uploading video, uh, uploading episodes. We just did our first video podcast, um, recorded it three days ago, I think, so hopefully that goes up. It is not games-related, uh, except for at the end where we talk about Iwata, but Mm -hmm. other than that, um... Yeah, so it's kind of like Game Over Greggy Show style, all sitting around a table, and we all had a topic to bring. So, nice. yeah, so that's all I want to plug. Perfect.
0: Cool. I've tried to listen to
1: your show before. It's
0: not. It hasn't worked for me on iTunes. I don't know why. So I'll need to find you guys on SoundCloud.
1: Yeah, SoundCloud's your best bet. Uh, iTunes. Stephen was working on that for a while, and something weird came out. I'm not really sure what it was, but he kind of stopped trying for iTunes. And I'm like, yeah, well, it just gives me some weird.
0: Yeah, it just gives me some weird error every time I try to listen. But yeah, I'll look you guys up on SoundCloud for sure. Uh right. so yeah, you guys go look up Illustrious Magic and yeah i think that's I think. about it so, say so episode 15 is in the books bum, bum, uh thanks bum, you bum. guys for joining us um we'll be back next week don't know if we'll have a guest but come back anyway me and max will be here for sure and we'll be sure to upload episode 16 next week and um yeah thank you guys have a good one trevor thanks for
2: coming yes of course, thank thanks you for trevor.
0: having me and kevin what's up dude
3: no
1: gosh these guys get kevin on the show maybe hey, Ke-
2: kevin uh when he comes back to town uh because he's away at home right now uh he's definitely more than welcome to be on the show
1: i'm uh, just saying having having a big celebrity like kevin on here that would definitely boost
2: some yeah boost those we'll, have, we'll have kevin tweet from his twitter page where all he does is harass me uh he solely has a twitter just to harass me um uh, so yeah, episode 16 next oh, week, starring gosh. Kevin. Looking no, forward uh, to it, everybody. He, goodbye. He might not be on next week's episode, but he might. Max, say bye. bye. Uh, okay, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.
0: do anything uh, we i was gonna oh, okay, i was yeah. gonna
2: get some water and stuff like we don't have to rush
0: no you're not allowed
2: not allowed to get water
0: nope we don't do that here
1: i actually might grab some water as well
2: ah i actually might pee out some water real quick you go take care yeah, of that all right, all right well, hey, hey
1: do we all have the iphone 6 plus
2: uh i have the six no we just have six all uh, right, well. i like plus. the six plus though my dad has when a I, plus.
1: Well, yeah, we talked. We talked about this yeah. in, in SF, I think. But
0: talked about everything in SF without Max. Everything.
2: Oh my gosh! Can, can we talk about that? How you snuck into the bar though? That was amazing. <laughs> oh, it was so
1: good though. I I drank so much on that trip. Like,
0: <laughs> you went to Twenty First Amendment I, the first night we saw you. I
1: did the first night. Yeah, so we go. I meet that. I meet them at Twenty First Amendment, and then uh, Blake and Logan leave. So it's me and uh, Tyler there, and he goes up and he starts buying me beers from the bar and just bringing them back to me, and nobody cared, like, nobody nobody cared at all. Quality. So we drink that, then, yeah, Tyler and I got pretty drunk and then walked back to our hostel, which is, like a, like, a mile and a half away, like, through, like, a, the shitty part of San Francisco, and then, so we get back, whatever, then the next day, uh, I ended up drinking at the house party, because... Uh, if you weren't twenty one, they just put an X on your hand. Uh-huh. Uh and then they would just check for the X if you go to the bar. And I just went to the bathroom and I just washed the X off. <laughs> and then I would just go to the bar and order drinks and nobody cared. So so I drank Super there secure. and then we went to underdogs. Yeah. Then we went to Underdogs and we're just sitting there and the waiter asked if we all wanted margaritas and everyone said yes. And he didn't card any of us. And then right after that I go to the I sneak into the after party. So I was like, Wow, I've drank a lot since I've been here. All of it just total luck essentially so
2: that the the drinking gods were with you that weekend
1: they really
3: were they really were